Welcome to your Daily Dose, I'm Nick. Bob and I cover a lot of topics on the show, but there are some themes that keep repeating. On this first Trilogy Tuesday, we chose three of our favorite conversations about one of our favorite pastimes, improv. This is going to cover improvisation in a romantic setting, what animals would be best at yes-anding, and Bob returning to SAC Comedy Lab to perform with the pandemic still top of mind. Enjoy. I have a question about improv classes. Ask me. Is it good for couples to go to? (laughs) Shut up. You just planted that seed because I'm doing an improv for couples class on Valentine's night. No, and I'm curious about this because I was thinking about it on a number of levels. Like if you wanted to go out with somebody would it be a safe bet or would it be a risky bet to ask them to do a class with them, an well, improv class? Yeah, I think it would be a litmus test, actually, because oh, sure. an, an improv class is an adventure. And if you want to start with an adventure, uh, it could be a test to see whether or not you're get, you've gotten with someone who's adventurous. But uh, it would definitely be a good way to like learn about somebody, watch them in that environment. You'll have like a far better gauge of who this person is than just sitting over a glass of wine in a dark atmosphere. So I would say, yeah, definitely. I met a really good friend of mine in math lab over at Embry-Riddle. You realize what a nerd that makes it's you sound like. It's super right? nerd, but the pilots <laughs> needed to learn math and calculus for some reason. Yeah, so it's, so was, it is useful. My, my teachers I, school was were right. the, I was the king in the math lab, wow. but uh, we remained good friends. And he and his wife uh, ended up moving to the D.C. area. And while they were there piloting, they needed some extra money. And, you know, they have a lot, you know, they can have four or five, six days of downtime in between shifts and stuff. And so they found a place that taught people who were diplomats, who maybe were going overseas, uh, defensive driving. So they would basically drive against each other, try to spin each other out in these old beaters. (laughs) Wow. And I'm like, "That's that's a test. Yeah. As well, in terms of, you know, seeing what kind of relationship it's you have. It's swim. You're pushing them out the dock and seeing if they can swim. That's the right. thing. And guess what? It may be, it sounds a little mean that way, but, I, you know, I love improv. And I do believe, to tell you the truth, the skills of improv fit into relationships. It's listening. It's whole body listening. It's responding. It's believing what your partner says and building on it. It's like everything that goes into a great relationship goes into a great improv scene. Well, let me ask you this, because this struck me as if you, you have to embrace failure in improv. <laughs> you have to embrace failure in life. Well, you do, but in improv, you know, you have to be okay with messing up. You have to be Absolutely. okay with, you know, doing those sorts of things. Mistakes are the, are the source of some of the greatest scenes I've ever seen. At, but in terms of relationship, like you're putting yourself, you're making yourself even more vulnerable. Like that's the thing you have to teach people is is vulnerability. Yeah. Oh yeah, self forgiveness. Yeah, and and, that, and they don't bring to that to the first scene. class. That's the challenge because if you're taking your first class with yeah. this person, uh, you know, guess what? First class is very fun, exciting, but you definitely put yourself out there. And uh, I would love to actually see that dynamic. Now I want to put out there in the airwaves. Anyone want to do a first date in my first improv class? I like that. Well, let's find out, right? There's so little risk. At the end, they could go, oh, this is horrible, or we want to get married. I don't know. It's, I guess that's the spectrum. It'll be one or the other. <laughs> There's right. no two ways about it. At the yeah. end of one of your classes, what I'm hearing is you're guaranteeing it's either marriage 
or it's donezo. That's all I'm saying. And guess what? Once that first marriage happens, my class is going to be full. Okay, so uh, I've had people adjust to my mics a lot lately. I was on stage at SAC Saturday night for two shows. How was it? Uh, it was. This is the first time since when? Last November? Uh, no, I actually did one. Yeah, maybe it was November. Maybe yeah, it was. it's yeah. been a while. It has been a while. Well, and it felt like it was a while. Yeah. I, and I'm great on stage, but having a mask on stage is hard. And my mic is essential. Uh, because you can't, no matter how loudly I articulate, and I'm, I can hit the back wall without a mask, without a problem, without a mic, and everyone hears what I'm saying. With a mask, the people in the front row can't understand what I'm saying. So my microphone is important, but we have the over-the-ear, you know, Britney Spears kind of microphones yeah. that come out, out around your mouth, uh, and I also have my mask around my ears. And what I learned is... I have limited bandwidth for the collagen in my ears. It will only hold so many things before they just fold and start dropping stuff. So what seems like if I it would the trifecta would have been putting a pair of glasses on it. I was going to say you didn't have your glasses on. There's <laughs> no, no way. I did try because I had to read something at one yeah. point. So I had people. I had a microphone that wasn't working. Uh, and so I had to keep grabbing the manual mic with the cord attached to it and use that, which was really kind of awkward. And then people would adjust my mic for me. So, and now you just adjusted my mic for me. And I feel like um, I am inept with microphones. I think you're fine with microphones. I think it's technology that okay. you're inept with. <laughs> It's the broader thing. That's worse. Oh, no. But overall, did you feel good about it? I did feel good about it. I really wanted to come out, but I had... I had my daughter with me and I like just in general going downtown yeah. at night on a Saturday is kind of gross. And let me tell you something. It was gross stepping out those doors. There are, you know, hundreds of drunk maskless people. I mean, I, I had put on my mask to walk up the sidewalk because people were invading my space left and right. But the experience at SAC itself was really good. Yeah. And it was really good because... I miss my players. I miss my house staff. I miss these people that I love. And being able to just spend a little time with them was so good. But it was definitely, um, I was shaking off the rest. I was I was working it out and also dealing with the mask thing. And second show, uh, we're doing Doula Fools. I'm supposed to have chosen judges. And we have the first judgeable scene that's been completed when I realized I never chose any judges out of the audience. So I had to, right there, after the scene was done, pull over the show, choose audience members. Now, mind you. I screw up in front of audiences all the time. Sure. So it's not a problem. Yeah. And it worked out just fine. But there were enough of these foibles piled up that when I got home, I was like, Ooh, that was a little bit of a mess. Uh, but not in a way that I felt bad about because one, my fellow players were lovely and very supportive and, and gave me great feedback and, and really complimented the, some of the stuff that I did. And the other is it's improv. When it's done, it's done. I was going to say you have to... You've been trained in this, you've taught it, you've internalized it as much oh, as yeah. possible. So the idea that, you know, it's a stand-up set or you're an athlete and you missed a lot of shots this night, like you have to forget that yeah. and move on. Well, I think this is a trick in life actually, is realizing that more things are mutually exclusive than we think they are. But because we string them together in our minds because it's part of our continuum of experience, so we assume that it's part of a trend, we expect that when we screw up in one experience, it's gonna extend to the next. And the reality is if you can clean your brain out, you can actually screw up really hard and have a brilliant success right after it. Yeah. Uh, but you have to let yourself. 
you know, and so many times we don't because we carry baggage. You and bog we, it down. Yeah. yeah, we bog it down with our baggage. We bag it down with our baggage. Oh, baggage is the worst. So let go of that baggage and uh, and free yourself. I have a question for you. Ask me. I was thinking about the dog person versus cat person. Mm. And that got me thinking about who would be better at improv, a dog person or a cat person, <laughs> which led me to, and we can argue about that if that's even an argument, it's a discussion. Uh, what it got me thinking of is what animals would be good at improv. So I started with dogs versus cats. Yeah. Because I think cats would be better at improv because they're they're agents of chaos. Yeah. Right? And But there is some order. There are some rules to improv. Yeah. Well, so dogs can follow mm, rules. Yeah. Here's how I'd look at it. Dogs are better improvisers than cats. Yeah. I know because I've taught both. And here's why. You've taught dogs and cats? Yes. And the cats are Is this something dim- new? Is this, are you no, breaking I've been doing news? It, I've been doing it since I was young. I just didn't call it that. Okay. Uh, I called it living with them. But I would do so by imposing random things in their lives that would cause them to respond. Okay. And the range uh, of comfort in a cat is very narrow. The range of comfort in a dog is very wide. See, you can do very few things to a cat yeah. without throwing it out of its comfort zone, but you can do almost anything to a dog and it's comfortable and as it's, long yes, as you're near you. it. So as long as you're near it, which by the way, improv requires proximity, dog's going to be a better improviser. Now, so a dog is all about yes and. Oh, you better believe it. A oh my cat is no thank you to right. just about everything. And we call it wags and hisses because... You know, dogs, yes, and is a wag, and the cat's hell no is a hiss. So if you're if you're hearing anything in a dog cat scene, usually it's a bad sign. Uh, dogs don't like to play with cats much because I'll be honest with you, cats are kind of assholes in an improv scene. They're always pulling out They're guns. They're improv. They're always pretending to kill people. Yeah. They're always um, saying no to what the other performers want. So I don't have many cats in my troupe right now. Any other animals you think would be good? Oh, uh, just for cute. Like, would you, would you sell out and just have some animals in your troop just because they're cute? Like some alpacas. Mm, yeah, we tried that bunny rabbits, pandas before. But I'll be honest with you, cute gets you about a minute into a scene, and then yeah. like they get nothing. They're laying on the floor chewing on their toes. So right. I feel like we gotta go beyond cute to where the real talent is. And I'll tell you the truth, from what I've seen, squirrels squirrels can improvise their asses off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like literally like their tails fall off. No, no. But I mean, but they can, the the way they work those tails in order to introduce new and interesting things to a scene. It's nuts. Really? I just think the Panda, I I can see the Panda on stage feeling like it's very one note going, okay, I just need a suggestion. Okay. I heard bamboo. Bamboo is going to be a part of this. Okay. Yeah. Something that's one of many ways that they pander to the audience. Hi, gang. It's Bob. Honestly, what could be better than a triple dose all about improv? I know most of you are not as gaga as I am about this art form and lifestyle choice, but I hope as you continue to listen, this wonderful life-changing skill set will grow on you. It's been a path to so many amazing adventures in my life, and it's helped me to chill and focus when things get crazy. Life doesn't come at any of us as we expect it to, so let's all plan to improvise. Until next time, my friends, thanks for listening.